Welcome everyone. This evening, my guest is Dustin Freeman. Good evening, uh, Dr. Hasib. I'm uh, Dustin Freeman. I was a student of Dr. Hasib's in a previous course as I'm currently continuing through my cybersecurity master's degree in, in cybersecurity IT. Please forgive me, I'm actually in Germany, so it's about one o'clock in the morning at the moment. So if I sound a little groggy, I'm trying to load up on caffeine. To get right into it, I began in communications as a radio maintenance technician in the U.S. Air Force. And over the years, through different mergers of career fields, networking and network technology has slowly but surely integrated its way into the field. A few years ago, I was in a position where uh, I was in a planning capacity as a role of one of my duties. And I quickly realized that a lot of the planning going on around me, everything was very network centric. And I just wasn't as versed in that side of technology as I felt I should be. I began studying for CCNA, Cisco Certified Network Associate. And through those studies, I learned a lot about networking as much as I, I wanted to get versed on. And after earning that certification, which to be honest, took multiple attempts, multiple exam route as well. I got through it. And so after finishing that certification, it just it kind of ignited a hunger and wanting to learn more. And again, also knowing that at whatever point I retired from the military, that's the field that I wanted to go into had, would have to do something with communications. And I knew that security is not going away, will always be there. So I ended up getting my security plus certification that took two attempts to get that, but I got it. And following that, was when I actually decided, okay, I wanna pursue my master's degree in cybersecurity. In that journey, I realized, okay, a lot of the topics covered in cybersecurity master's program, I had seen that in Security Plus. And someone had recently, this year specifically mentioned certified information system security professional certification is, is seen as like a gold standard when it comes to cybersecurity. So I thought, you know what, let's go after that. I went after that this year in September and was astounded when I actually passed the exam <laughs> with my history of multiple attempts, but I, I somehow managed to pass it. It was a lot of study and a lot of effort, but I got through it and I actually got audited and that process surprisingly went very quick and I got fully certified as a, a CISP a matter of about a week and a half ago. So that's kind of where I am and, and I reached out to Dr. Hasib to ask, following this certification, what should be the next logical step? Great. What an introduction. That is beautiful. So one of the things that you noticed just from your introduction and from my experience with you in my class, I noticed that you were one of the students in that class who was thoroughly prepared for that particular class because generally before that class, if somebody does get the Security Plus and also the Network plus, or in your case, you got the CCNA, then they have the foundations to be truly successful. And that's probably why you did very well in my class, as far as I remember. Now, where do you want to go? The key thing, of course, is what is it that you want to achieve with your life? Because hopefully you already noticed that as you are going through this graduate program, the complexity of your brain and the way you think and the way you approach everything is being changed forever. Your brain is now at the level of an executive's brain. That's what a master's degree is designed to do. 
And that's probably why you also passed the CISSP in one shot, because in that test, you probably saw every answer was correct. You had to choose the best answer. And that is what this brain has starts to give you. As you become an executive leader and a cybersecurity professional, you are figuring out the best answer. It's no longer a mathematical answer of two plus two equals four. No, no, no. We have a choice of multiple answers, and these are mostly business decisions. That is the key. A lot depends on where you want to go, because just randomly pursuing is not enough. My recommendation, just knowing you, I think this is a good step. You should be engaging more on video platforms, trying to build your brand, let people know about you. Did you tell the world that you just passed the CSSP? Did you even share the results. I mean, you can hide the names or personally identifiable information, but hey, you achieved something. Why not celebrate that? Tell your LinkedIn network, make some connections, attend some conferences. There's a lot of conferences going on online that are free. It is also possible that you may find that your intellectual hunger is such that you might even want to pursue a doctoral program afterwards because there's a serious need in this field for teachers, teachers who actually know the field. You probably are going to see that many people teaching in the field don't have a degree in the field. I was probably one of the few that you met that actually has a doctor of science in cybersecurity. Yes, sir. What other thoughts do you have? I mean, my thing is that figure out the goal first. What is your goal? Do you know that yet? I am kind of undecided there. Okay. Uh, on one hand, I definitely see with, with the CISP certification, the management side of it, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but I'm also very, and I enjoy the techie side, being hands-on with the, mm-hmm. the, the technologies themselves. And, and in that regard, mm-hmm. my degree in the, in the IT itself, I enjoy that. So I guess maybe I'm wanting the best of both worlds. That um, is nothing wrong with that. I did that my whole life. If you notice that even with my doctoral degree, I always maintained technical knowledge. Mm -hmm. So as you know, the program that you're going through has a lot of technology. Well, I designed that program because I was a CIO for 12 years. You notice that I also have a CSSP, CCNA. That was one of the certifications I also earned when it first came out. I was one of the beta. When Cisco first came up with that, I think it was 1999 or 2000, around that time. And I was at a conference and they were offering it for free. (laughs) Whoever can take the test and pass, it's free. So (laughs) I was one of the first to take it and pass it. And there I had it. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Now, of course, they expired it and all that, which is kind of ridiculous in my opinion. My CCNA is expired now. What else? I'm uh, I'm an open book, honestly. (laughs) It's... uh... No. So the thing is that there are jobs where you could be the lead of a technical team. Mm -hmm. For example, the manager of a SOC, director of operations, all kinds of middle management roles have these kinds of technology and leadership mixed. It's only when you rise to very, very high executive levels, like maybe when you rise to the chief information security officer role, 
at that time, you shouldn't have to do too many hands-on. But the funny thing is, even when I was CIO, I used to cover for all my people. Oh. Because when they went on vacation, I wanted to be sure that somebody was able to cover, and I usually covered for them to keep my own skills sharp, but to also show that that is leadership. Leadership doesn't mean that you give up your technical skills in this kind of a field, because in this kind of a field, it is very easy to become obsolete, and you don't ever want to become obsolete. Right. So you can absolutely do both. Okay, for sure. I, and like what you're describing, Doctor, yes, I've seen that in my military path where some of the technologies used at the beginning of my journey are, I don't want to say laughable right now, but just the, the evolution of it for sure. And so I absolutely understand what you're describing is the need to keep sharp on everything. Exactly. That will also always make you a better strategist because as you probably saw in that master's program, we were always giving you scenarios and mission. What is it that you're trying to achieve? And then tailor your strategy to the mission. We gave you either a healthcare organization or a biotechnology or something, or we gave you an organization's mission. And that is also very key. You could also start to blog a little bit. That will also show leadership. So for example, there's a lot of breaches going on right now. I mean, lots of breaches have happened. Could you write a blog with an analysis of the breaches? We, of course, in class, you did some of those things, but maybe some of your class papers and things like that could be condensed and put into a LinkedIn blog. So many people would benefit from that. There are many of my mentees doing that, and that will help. People need to know you. So your brand needs to grow. Branding is very, very important. That is part of the reason, if you notice, we also made you write executive reports, executive summaries, do presentations. Almost every class you had to prepare slides and presentations. Why? Well, because those kinds of communication skills is what's going to make you a good leader, a good manager, a good supervisor, because you will have to often be the translator between the technical team and the executive leadership team in the company. I could see the value of that. And the network. You need to network with other people because these people are always going to be either helping you, challenging you, they're going to show you things. If you notice, that was one of the things that I diligently grow. My network now has roughly about 12,000 people. Well, anybody and everybody who went to school with you or have are graduates from your university and things like that, you should be networking with them. Great. Many people are posting things. You should engage in some of those things because maybe there are things that people are saying correctly or incorrectly. So, for example, I've seen many places where people don't define the word cybersecurity properly. Well, if they don't define it properly, <laughs> nothing else is going to work, right? True. <laughs> <laughs> so, these are things that need to be corrected. And who are going to correct it? People like you. You are already going to be in an elite class after you graduate. Because how many people have this degree? Right. Right? Too many people, many. <laughs> very few people have a master of science in cybersecurity or cybersecurity technology or any of these things. Because even though the program you're in was started long time ago, I think 2010 or something, but it was comp 
completely revamped in 2016. So what you're going through, as a matter of fact, at the time that I implemented it, it was the only program of its kind in the world. I don't know if other people have done it by now. And if you noticed, the key thing about that program is, is project. We care about what you're going to do with your knowledge. We want you to be able to solve problems, right? And these are mini versions of things that you're going to face in the real world. So your leadership is going to be critical. And that is why some of the earlier graduates, if you notice, have done so well. For example, one of the people who graduated from the very first cohort, Tomiko Evans. I don't know if you know her or not, but she won the ISC Squares Up and Coming Professional of the Year Award in 2019, which is now called the Rising Star Award, okay? okay. Same cohort, another person, Katie Adeen. Both are my mentees. She won, Katie Adeen won in 2020. Well, who's going to win in 2021? It's an open field right now. Someone like you could. And how would you do that? By contributing to the field, by teaching others, leading, and things like that, okay? Very important. You could be hosting sessions just like this. And because of the time zone issues, how much better if you could do it in the Europe side? Okay. Right? There may be people are doing it in the US side, but you are in a different time zone. Couldn't you be doing it on the Europe side? I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah, you don't see why? Absolutely. So this is leadership. Technology is already available to you. The mouthpiece has already been given to us. And most of it is pretty inexpensive or free. So for example, I use this Zoom thing. All right, annual license for me cost like 150 bucks. That's it. And I can do all these things. I can record, I can edit, and I can do my shows with these virtual backgrounds and everything. And this is creating my YouTube channel. You could start to do that also. What about your YouTube channel? Could you be doing one to two minute videos and things like that? Or even this video. After I do this, you could upload it to your YouTube channel also. It will be on mine, but there is nothing to prevent you from uploading it to your YouTube either. These are all things you need to think about because it's all about knowledge sharing. Knowledge sharing is going to make you a leader and that is also going to give you a separate source of power because one of the sources of power in any organization is position. But there is this external source of power where you are a brand and as a result of the brand, people flock to you and as a result of that, you're able to bring in money to the organization that you belong to. In other words, just by associating with you, the value of the organization goes up. You see, because of my brand, anytime I join any company, the value of that company goes up, that the value of the program goes up because it attracts students, attracts interest, attracts publicity, and things like that. And that is key. Okay. And you have a fantastic name, Dustin Freeman. <laughs> you see? You can't even ask for a better brand name. That is very catchy, and you could build a very strong brand around that. Because brand starts with your name. I've definitely heard of the value of, of branding, specifically through your course, Dr. Hasib. It's just refreshing to hear. Uh, I guess I just needed the reminder of <laughs> that. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. So it was wonderful catching up with you, Dustin. I really enjoyed chatting with you. You too, sir.